Shifties, your podcast about food. <laughs> We're throwing it back to the classics this week. We've got a shitty white tasting for you. We've got yelping me out, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We've got just a tip. We're going to be answering some questions as well and bringing back one of the fan favorite guests, or at least one of our favorite guests. We got Whitney. Also, I'm cold cut if you didn't figure that part out. I'm Wallace. I'm Whitney. No, you're not. I'm Joey. And I am Balder, the cat. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that's a cat we have. It is and the name of the cat. took us 30 seconds to get off the rails. That's my fault. Sorry. And, the uh, find the rails, everybody. <laughs> find the rails. We're back on the rails. Nobody really here. So, before we get started, we want to shout out our international listeners because SoundCloud Pulse has this amazing feature where we can figure out who's listening to our podcast. And we want to shout out our listeners in Australia, Canada, what other countries? Portugal. Japan. Portugal. Japan and Portugal. Portugal Japan and, and Portugal. Japan and, of course, the good old USA. We have John Hartman with two N's. You're the man, dude. I don't know if you fell asleep and played 11 episodes, but you listened to 11 of our episodes yesterday. Dude, thank you. That's more than some of us have listened to. That's true. Mm. That's really that's awesome, man. Anyway, so shout out to the international crowd. We really appreciate you. And with that said, we're gonna jump right into the meat of this thing. Let's talk about some some food stuff. Yeah. So we've been in this for quite some time now. By this, I mean the restaurant industry. And with any amount of time in any industry, you come across a term that we like to call burn out. The word of the week. Word of the week. Um, and that's not the classic racing game of, you know, 2010, oh, which is a good-ass good game. Yeah, it's a good uh, game. Honestly, I thought that people just quit restaurants and played Burnout Paradise a lot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, man, if I could make a living doing that, you could. this would be a Burnout podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about it a little bit because Burnout is super real. It's very real, especially... And uh, and the the job that we all we all follow currently. And some of us, specifically Whitney, are more <laughs> burnt out than others. Can, um, we, can we get a definition as to what burnout means? It's like when you get burnt out. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like when you've been working for the man for so long, and the man just keeps kicking you in the teeth, and you're like, my teeth don't like getting kicked, the man. And the man's like, well, too bad, because I'm the man. And the man is that person who's really nice. He goes. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't happen to like this entree that I laid right here. You go, you know what? You're going to fucking eat it, you little piece of shit. God fucking damn it, I hate my life. Look, it told you the ingredients in the menu. You have no excuse. You don't like almonds. It says almonds. Mm-hmm. When anyway. they order a habanero burrito, and yeah. they expect it to be mild, mm-hmm. and then they get pissed at you for not telling them it was hot. It's like they said the word habanero out loud to you in order to order it. And they read it. Yeah. They read it. 
Um, can I please get the uh, the butthole destroyer? <laughs> but uh, but Miles, can you make the butthole destroyer mild, please? Like I ordered the butthole destroyer and I asked for it to be mild, and later my butthole was destroyed. How dare this establishment? Anyway. Not mildly. <laughs> Not mildly. It was destroyed with vigor. <laughs> so Winnie, you're uh, looking for you're looking to get out. Yeah. Um. So. About a week ago, I was talking to somebody, and I've I've been burnt out for quite some time. Of <laughs> the service industry has just been taking its toll on me, my soul. Um, I was talking to somebody recently, and the way that they explained it back to me, which I didn't entirely believe that this is what I like, that resonated with me. Um, but they said, "I get it." you take care of people for nine hours of the day and you go home and you can't even take care of yourself. Mm. And originally when I heard that, I was thinking, I'm like, no, I take care of myself. I, I totally do. And then thinking back on the last like year, I don't, I do. What, what happens is I take care of you don't or you do. (laughs) I don't take care of myself. Um, I do agree with them. I take care of other people for nine hours out of the day. And then I go home and I get off work at 2.30, get home by 3, I lay in bed knowing I'm tired as shit, but I can't fall asleep because... Adrenaline. Because yeah. adrenaline from having that last 12.30 push or whatever. And so you're running around, and you, even though your brain's kind of off, your body isn't, and mm. adrenaline's just coursing through your veins, and you can't go to bed. So you just lay in bed watching TV until 5 in the morning, and then you wake up at 1.00. And you're not really taking care of yourself. It's just not a conducive environment. And when you do start, it's it's still not conducive to that. Um, at least in my establishment, being like late night bar scene. I definitely appreciate closing at 9 or 10. Yeah. That, that'd be a different story. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and plus like talking to people for nine hours out of the day, just consistently back to back to back, that's just draining and even though a lot of those experiences are nice, pleasant, you interact with a lot of people, um, a lot of it is just really, really good and wholesome. Like, you'll, you'll interact with people who make your day. Yeah. And regardless of those instances, it's still, maybe it's because I'm a little more introverted than people, which I know you might not believe. <laughs> um, but it, it's still just hard because I just want to go home and sit in silence and I don't want to listen to music. And I just want to sit there and just be stunned with oh this is what nothing sounds like <laughs> instead of people yeah constantly in my ear and needing things you can't go to the bathroom and come back and somebody doesn't need something yeah and that oh. just adds to everything every time i go to the restroom i come back up the stairs and i hear from a busser this table needs a check this table needs this this table needs that i'm like i went to the bathroom for a minute mm-hmm. a minute and this is the first time i've been to the bathroom all night long what is the problem here and so uh, three years of that will kind of make you a little burnt out, I'd say. You've been at the same place for three years? Yeah. Um, I've never worked anywhere else in the service industry. <laughs> yeah, I think that also, you know, amplifies the the rate at which you can burn out or, like, the intensity of the burnout because there's nothing new. Like, you're just dealing with the same old shit every single day. Like, you know. Yeah. The clientele can certainly augment burnout. The clientele you deal with is not sober. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a lot. 
because you know what would normally be explained in one sentence is now uh, four to five back and forth sentences of what and I'm sorry, what does habanero mean? Hmm. And other things that are otherwise common sense that you now have to expend extra energy. And, you know, it's kind of like that uh, Billy Madison thing. Like, everybody in the room is now dumber for what you said. <laughs> I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> it's like, if you interact with, so true. with like, That's 400 true. Billy Madisons oh over the course of nine hours, you're like, fuck, man. <laughs> How? Uh, and you're just mushy. You're I watched that mushy. movie in college, and I definitely thought, no one's this dumb. And then I worked in a restaurant <laughs> after college. And yeah. It changed your mind. Yeah. I have people ask me pretty much on, on a daily basis, so guacamole, tell me about that. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so you get guacamole, and it comes with a side of pico de gallo and tomatillo salsa. And they'll be like, but what, do you, do you dip anything with it? Do you use your spoon? And I'm like, are you being sarcastic right now? Or Get out of my fucking bar. You get <laughs> chips. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure you got chips with that. Yeah. What else would you get with it? That's, That's a legitimate question. I'm not kidding. Multiple times a week. Hmm. Multiple times a week what I get from people. Only? Like, what comes with the guac? My favorite is everybody... I work at an Italian place now and no one knows how to pronounce anything, which I understand <laughs> because before I worked at an Italian place, I didn't know how to pronounce anything. I would just point at the thing on the menu and be like, I'm not going to try. <laughs> and now I get to have people do that to me all the time. Every single time I'm like, I know, man, I didn't know how to pronounce it before I worked here. I'm like, oh, how long have you worked here for? I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> Montepulciano. Who knows how to say that? Montepulciano. I know. Yeah. This is what I always get. People like want to order the Montepulciano, which is a red wine, by the way. Um, good, didn't good know that. It's good, yeah. People will point at it on the menu and be like, "Yeah, can I have the?" <laughs> <laughs> and they'll wait for me to finish it over and over again. It's like I just love to sweat sometimes. <laughs> it's like see how long they're like. <laughs> Montepulciano, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> If I may add another story related to Italian food, mm-hmm. but uh, I had a, my first ganache the other day. Oh no! Attempts to pronounce gnocchi. Yeah. Oh. Usually they'll say nochi or they'll get one of the two syllables wrong, but a full-on ganache or ganache. Ganache. Man. Oh boy. I love Woo. that. At least you don't get the people who actually like they make the the joke of, oh, I don't know how to pronounce this, so I'm just gonna call them fajitas. You know that's not how you pronounce it. You and I both know that this is you making a weird sexual reference. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, to that like point. Scott. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Wait, you're in a 21 and plus environment. And when yep. I think anyone walks into a 21 and plus environment, the, the, just the raunch factor goes up just a little bit. Like, there's no children around. So they don't, they feel like they can be lewd and get away with it. Having come from a bar recently the same way, 21 and over, guaranteed people just let loose and just think they can get away with more and be more ridiculous. And so they do. That's what I've seen in bars. I this table get really drunk, which I probably shouldn't have given them as much alcohol as I gave them. They ordered two bottles of this sparkling rosé and they were holding it together pretty well. And then they ordered two shots of cognac 
And there were four of them, but only two of them were drinking. So between them, they oh had an entire bottle and a shot of cognac. And then it de-escalated very quickly. Or not de-escalated. It spiraled the opposite very quickly. The opposite. <laughs> it escalated very quickly. It spiraled very quickly. See, escalated is going up, but this definitely went down. Like, there was this couple who just got engaged. And they were looking to have somewhere for their red wedding stuff sitting right next to them. Luckily, they were homies. Like, I was just walking by. And I heard the guy talking very loudly and used the word dicks so many times to this woman with her fiance. And I was like, please, please leave. Oh, my God. How do I get you out of here as fast as possible? So I went back. I'm just like, here's your checks, guys. Of course, they wanted it split four ways. Split it up. I'm like, please, so be more drunk. Like, please be quiet. I go back. They ended up singing Third Eye Blind to me. Oh, my. Yeah, man. What song? I mean, obviously semi turn kind of like they didn't even sing it they were just like yeah, it could have been jumping. somehow they mentioned third eye blind and i was like what well, i don't even know what that is and they're like you know the band and i was like i mean yeah i do know no. and then me and like all the support staff were just singing <laughs> semi jump got alive the whole rest of the night oh so, and i didn't get in trouble so you know hey there you go <laughs> And then they went to the library. And then they went to the library. Before you yeah. didn't slip, you did kind of say red wedding there. You said red wedding. I don't know if that was mentioned or not. Did I say red wedding? Yeah, before you didn't slip. Mm-hmm. I think I meant red wine. You like missed, I mean, you kind of jumbled pronunciations, but. Uh, yeah, yeah anyway, anyway, you're right. I heard the. Yeah. yeah so some Rob Stark's about to go down and. Spoilers, <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, wow. I said my own restaurant. <laughs> oh, also that. Anyway. Pinocchio. Let's get back to the tip, man. Uh, or into the tip. Just to tip. Just to clarify for our listeners, we're ranking ourselves one to four in rank of most burnout to least burnout. So poor Wit over here is just about ready to uh, nuke her establishment. I was going to say something that actually could be construed as a threat. Um, oh, because nuke isn't. You don't have access to nuclear weapons. Are you sure? I'm pretty certain of that. I don't have communication with uh, North Korea and all of their. Uh, I mean, Kim Jong-un would probably go for you, but I don't think you have that. There are tunnels. Thanks, Vikings. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> the riveting 10 seconds of air right there. Yeah, All right. Sorry. <clears throat> one to four. So. Am four. I one or am I two? You were four. Yeah. Oh, am I three or am I four? <laughs> I think you're four. I'm four? Okay. You're, you're the freshest. Yeah. Three. That's true. We're pretty close. Though. Yeah. Joey and I love our jobs, though. Yeah. Okay. Whitney. I just... It's not what... Uh, You're just you, burnt out on You straight up don't love your job. No, I... I, I hear love, about your job a lot. On a daily basis, <laughs> there are so job. many positive takeaways, and I just look at everything. I'm like, wow, this was a really good day. And I find myself just... I, I know... I hate to get religious on you for a split second, but, like, I'll pray to God in the middle of my shift and just thank him for actually giving me good interactions with these folk and i'm happy and it's i'm very thankful that people aren't being a piece of shit in that day and time but but then you wake up at one the next day (laughs) what am i doing with my life Mm -hmm. yeah it's like okay well i majored in this this is what i got my degree in and what am i doing with that other than just being a robot and asking people the same things and saying the same things on a daily basis not like learning anything new or worthwhile or Ah, it's just, that's, that's what it is. Is it the last time you were on this podcast we talked about misogyny and then you just assumed that God was a male? <laughs> what the fuck is 
Sorry, Wallace. <laughs> Wait, how do you not burn out? What's what's your tip at this advanced stage in your burnout? What's your tip if you had one? Pretend you're quitting in two weeks, and you'll just see everything through rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. I did, honestly, I did that for a while at Local 360. I just told everybody I was quitting for like a month and a half, and mm-hmm. then they stopped believing me, and then I quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tip. Yeah. Just be like the end is nigh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, because then you appreciate it. Like once yeah. you're like, I'm this is it, guys. This is it. I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm getting out. And you're like, Oh yeah, but I like that person. I like my job. Oh, it's actually really great. And then you can kind of pretend that it's not bad for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It okay. pushes you to be better for that little amount of time. Yeah. Nice. Well, Wallace, you just quit one job. It did. No longer at the library. It's true. Newsflash! Yeah, no, I got burnt out. I got. <laughs> I was done. I was done with dealing with the, uh, the ass hattery that Whitney talked about a little bit before. <laughs> um, There's the word of the week. <laughs> ass. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And now I work at a brunch spot. I'm just the brunch bitch, which is completely different from the Percy's. Oh, oh gosh, darn it. It's all right. It's fine. Just, yeah. You can edit it out and say, the libraries. The libraries method, which is like the drank slang and people wrangling bullshit. But anyways, um, my advice to, to people that want to stay in the industry, at least for a little bit of time, and not burn out, is just leave. <laughs> like, leave where you are. Get a little change of scenery. Something different, something the opposite of what you've been doing. Um, yeah, just change your view. Switching to brunch is like a big thing that can help too. Because like yeah, having to get up in the morning, mm-hmm. it can give your day like nice structure. Yeah. Plus, if you're asleep for half the time when it's light out, that can really contribute yeah. to burnout, especially if it's in the winter. But if you're if you're doing brunch, you have to get up and you know. Yeah, gotta get up really early. I mean, for me, really early. Six thirty, seven. That's pretty early. That's, that's I think that's early for normal people too. Yeah, especially because it's on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been good. It's been a, a struggle to adjust to, but it's changed my perspective a little bit. Helped out. Do you feel happier? Um, kind of. I'm not making as much money, and that definitely affects my happiness levels. But yeah. I feel like eventually I will feel happier. Yeah, when I quit local, there was like a week of, oh, cool, I don't have to go to work. And then towards the end of the week, I was like, I made zero dollars this week. Yeah. And that's definitely stressful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But long term, it'll be good. I'm not going to, it's not going to be my only job. I will have two jobs. I'll be gainfully employed again. But yeah, for right now, it's been great. Hopefully, he's going to work at my fine dining restaurant. Ooh, hopefully. He's fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. All fingers crossed. Oh, he just crossed all of his fingers. Whoa. You can't see this, but it's just in. Wallace wow. did cross all ten fingers. There was some gangster who just came in here wearing green. I was like, what the fuck was that gangster? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Does that mean me now? Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, right. the third, The third least burned out? The third most burned out? 
I suppose. Second Whatever. Least, second least. Second least burnout. A fourth. Um, the biggest burnout I have is just the general sense of answering to somebody else is always going to burn you out in some way or another because if you have the expectation that the world will conform to what you want and then your world ends up having to conform to somebody else's standards in order for you to make money and pay rent and have basic bills, then you're going to be disappointed. I mean, that's the basic principle of contentment, right? So sometimes the people's standards who you're appealing to are insane by what you're, what you're going for. Um, and that's just the shit you got to eat. It's like the horrible boss's premise, basically. Uh, horrible boss's premise. But... Uh, I still enjoy what I do. I have to say, fine dining is a way out in general. When I worked at the cocktail bar, fuck man, that was gnarly. That was gnarly. Like, dude, Blue Jays weekend, I think we talked about this before oh, yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. When those fucks were in town, I thought Canada <laughs> was polite and good. No, not Toronto Blue Jays fans, man. Those people are not polite <laughs> and they don't give a shit. Oh, at my establishment, they were lovely. Mm. I had this old, I mean, it was far removed from. This is the difference, is that you were closer to downtown and closer to the stadium. The stadium. Yeah. They had to be sober exactly. enough to make it. <laughs> yeah. I had the lovely, lovely couples who were old and retired and were coming to my establishment and were just asking me if I was also Canadian because I was so nice. They were lovely. Folks. I had a dude ride a bike through the front door of my bar and almost ride it down a set of stairs from outside. How drunk do you have to be? What the fuck, man? Just like full speeds, boom! Like you know, the you front door of the be, bike. The Toronto's <laughs> just beat the Mariners in Seattle drunk in order to do that. Mm-hmm. You have to be like, this is the one time Canada got one over on America. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, that was a lot. Long hours make a difference. I now make comparable money to the cocktail bar that I worked at. In working a four to five hour service shift, oh it might, yeah, it might be six hours including cyber work and all of that, but service is about four to five. Huge difference. Pace of service slower. You get to spend time conversing with people. You get to tailor their needs, and your money is based upon that instead of volume only. Volume is still important, but it's less important because your section is smaller. That sounds lovely. I told you it's way up. At any rate, my advice for burnout is. Sp- count your blessings that's my best tip because one of the reasons like the freudian reason that i ask every single guest we have on here are serious the most entitled people ever which they are is in a way to check myself because i remember when i first got hired at ps chang's and i would hear service complain oh it was a slow day and i only made 30 bucks i don't always say this one thing that's 30 bucks more than you walked in which is true because after having worked a minimum wage job at local where i busted my ass for minimum wage and it was brutal and yeah. hard and totally thankless dude serving is a fucking cakewalk mm-hmm. compared to that and i still on a slow day would be like you know what i really just mostly stood around did some side work like hung out had some good conversations with my kitchen staff and friends like maybe i only made x amount of money or if like at the fine dining restaurant lunch shift oh i only made 80 bucks at tips but guess what i also did nothing yeah. You know, like I went and stood in a location for X amount of time and made X amount of money. I might have to budget a little bit better now, but guess what? Relative to labor intensiveness, this is this is not a coal mine. You know? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's 
that's that is the best advice I have is count your blessings because ultimately being in a service serving position where you do have the ability to like make a lot of money is a life hack, especially if you know how to use your money properly and manage your time well. Which most servers don't. don't. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But that's what keeps me grateful. Every morning, every afternoon when I go into work, I can say, you know what? I bet I'm going to smile a lot today. I bet I'm going to have a lot of good laughs. I'm going to have a lot of good interactions. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to get a little bit better at my job. All of those things I still really encourage. And also, I'll add one more thing. Getting better and learning. I continue, I, I've jumped. Every, every new place I've worked at has been a higher tier than the previous place. And that's made a big difference. Because every new place I go into, I'm the low man on the top. And that's been a, I, I love that challenge, learning from those who are better in my position than I am. As soon as you get complacent, as soon as you stop learning in anything, let alone the service industry, but in anything, you will get bored mm-hmm. and you will not be fun if you're bored from the moment you stop learning. So keep learning. If you're, if you want to stay in the industry and make that kind of ridiculous cash, go to somewhere, go to the next level, push yourself, push yourself, push yourself. If you're faking it till you make it. Then fake it hard, baby, and it'll be fun, and it'll be rewarding when you do succeed. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I agree with pretty much everything Joy said. Um, the learning thing is really big. Like, I used to work at an escape room place, and it was pretty lousy. Like, <laughs> it was fun because you get to work in an escape room place, but the reason I stayed for so long is because, like, literally every single day I would go into work, and I would say, like, what, okay. How am I going to do this better? Which is kind of good because people are playing a game, but really, you're playing a bunch of morons who are playing an escape. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the other people's intro speech would be like 10 or 12 minutes long. Mine was a minute and a half. Like, I shaved that thing down every nice. single day. I would come in and be like, how am I going to do my speech better? How am I going to give a clue better? How am I going to do this better? And I eventually quit because, you know, I could be a server. Same. Is it the yeah. same puzzle over and over? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I got like a 100% win rate by the end. I was so good at getting people to guess. Like you, people don't win escape rooms? Oh, all the time. Yeah, really? All the time. Oh, yeah. And it's 100% whether your mission support is good or not is whether you win an escape room or not. Mm-hmm. But that's what I try to do like at restaurants because I know how frustrating it is to stand there and have no one talk to you. And I know how frustrating it is to have nobody come by and be like, so you can say, like, hey, we asked you for this thing and we didn't get it. So I try, I don't know. I guess I aspire to try every day, but for the most part, we'll, you know, we'll see if it happens. But having that mindset of, like, how am I going to learn to be better? And like, how am I going to learn to have give someone a better experience? And like my dad asked me the other day, he's like, what's a good server? It's like, honestly, a good server doesn't make people happy. They just, the best server means their guests spend the least time annoyed. Like, <laughs> you're in a restaurant. You're already going to be happy. Like, working on being like, okay, how am I going to not make them annoyed at this? So I work on that a lot. Second thing that I would say, in addition to all that, is I just try to make every table laugh. <laughs> like, I don't care at all about what they want or food or any of that stuff. I know a lot of people get into and maybe I should get into it more. I'm like, yeah, I like our food and I talk about our food. But for the most part, I'm like walking up to a table and I'm like, are these guys funny? Like, how am I going to make these table, this table laugh? And yeah, I don't know. I love making people laugh. <laughs> Top of cold cuts resume. I don't care about food. I don't <laughs> care about service. 
I mean, I just talked about how I care about service. Like, but I think part of that is, you know, people know what they want. People, yeah. yeah I don't know that much. I don't know as, as much about wine as maybe I should, but people laugh more in my section than any other section in my restaurant. So. And you can read an audience. That's the yeah. thing is you walk up to an, to a table, you know, their demographic, you know, you just, you get the vibe of them and you're able to adhere to that mm-hmm. type of vibe and you know what kind of jokes you can make. Yeah. Sometimes you're wrong and sometimes that goes really bad, but that's you gotta like just throw a softball. A yeah. <laughs> they hit the softball, then you can <laughs> bring out the A game. One in a hundred chances that will happen. 99 out of a hundred, you will make a joke, you will know who you're talking to, and they will bust Oh yeah. Up. Oh wait, did I tell this story out here? I might have, I might have to cut this out. I went up to this table the day after Christmas, and I was like, yeah, thanks for coming in, guys. Like, happy new year, happy boxing day, if that's your thing. And this woman just goes, it's not. <laughs> I was like, alright. <laughs> like it's not I don't think she knew what Boxing what Day was boxing day? boxing day is after Christmas it's a Canadian holiday but you box up all your old shit and give it away oh. it's like a thing huh. and she, I think she didn't know what it was I think she thought it was actual boxing uh, <laughs> or something like that and she was like it's not I was thinking like my UPS dad driver or my UPS driver dad <laughs> you know yeah. I know that you haven't told that story on this podcast. This right. is the first podcast we've recorded since Christmas. Yep. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of as soon as you said, <laughs> yeah, post-Christmas. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2019. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah. Where are we at? <laughs> Those are some good tips. Don't you just love people who you can tell that they're just bitter inside and they're taking it out on you? Like, oh, hey, you're cheerful. I'm not. <laughs> There's a woman who comes oh into gosh. my the restaurant I work at to play the accordion. Like, how wonderful is that? First of all, live accordion music in this. If you anyway, come to my restaurant. Some stalk me and figure out what it is because it is worth going in there because it's just lovely. Pinocchios. Yeah. Uh huh. And they're playing accordion, and I go up to this table and I was like, "Hey guys, what's going on? Like, can I get you some drinks?" This guy goes. I will give you $20 if you can make her stop playing. Stop! Stop! And I looked at it and I was like, I'll see what I, um, I can try to like have her, you know, back off a little bit. It is a little loud. Yeah, sure, man. Cool. And I walked away from his table and go up to the accordion woman. I was like, hey, I think it's a little loud for this guy at this table. To be fair, she was like six feet away from him. Is there any way you could maybe give him a little space so she moves farther away next time i go over to the table i was like no no i went back to the table i was like hey like i gotta remove back hopefully it's a little quieter for you um and i left i come back and he just goes all right forty (laughs) dollars it's driving me crazy i was like you knew what you were getting into when you walked into this restaurant man like you knew you knew. But is she is she a, like a contract accordion yeah. player? Yeah, she's yeah. like it's not just a random <laughs> no, lady no, no, no. off the streets. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> now she comes in every week. Oh, okay. We, okay. That's different then. <laughs> no. Because yeah, if you walk in and there's a belting accordion, if you don't like accordion, you better walk out, man. Yeah. What are you? What is gonna happen? 
ambiance. All right, I, I do kind of like how the, the tangents have been going. I think they've been very productive and entertaining tangents. This could be a longer episode than originally planned. But speaking of keeping rails on tracks, oh, man, that was bad. Speaking of keeping trains on tracks, trains on rails, let's get to a classic segment we haven't done in a while. Shitty wine tasting. This is actually going to be a shitty white tasting. We can talk about uh, shitty whites enough, but Twitter does that enough already. So <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, shitty white wines. So allow me to present to the good. guffaws <laughs> of my audience the Flip Flop Wines California Pinot Grigio. To describe the label on the front, there is a pair of blue and green gohawks. Flip-flops, as in literal sandals, which is the correct way to describe sandals. They're not slippers, as the Hawaiians would say. They're flip-flops. And uh, this is a 94-point platinum white wine from 2017. What is that metric? Typically, wines are rated from a 0 to 100 scale. There's a few different wine raters that will do that. Uh, Can you please find a 0? But, (laughs) fuck, I would love to. With that said, this flip-flop wine is a light-bodied, refreshing Pinot Grigio with flavors of tropical citrus, ripe pear, and a zesty, clean finish. It's balanced, crisp, and acidic, and it pairs well with bruschetta, spaghetti carbonara, or eggplant parmesan. Did you say bruschetta? I didn't say bruschetta because I'm not an uncultured piece of fucking shit. Is that not how you pronounce it? It's bruschetta. It's a hard S-C-H. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, okay, there's a piece of education for everybody. Wow. So here's the thing, though. Here's the thing with this wine. We called it a shitty wine tasting because I bought this at the grocery store for $5.88. So for those of you who know, uh, a 94 out of 100 wine doesn't cost $5.88. There's no flip-flopping way that this costs. Nice. Nice. That was good. That was good. Uh On the spot. There's no flip-flopping way that this costs. Five bucks and eighty-eight cents for ninety-four point wine. So, seeing that and uh, noticing the discrepancy between these two numbers, and it has flip flops on it. Pull the trigger. Pull the lever, Crump. We're gonna do it. Wrong lever. So, oh, also, it's a twist off. Come on. Okay. Whenever my guests scoff about it being a twist off, I'm like, you know, the cork trees are all dying. <laughs> Really? Pretty soon, that, yeah, yeah no, it's true. Pretty it's soon there will resource. be no more corks. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Yeah. Okay. Whoa! Didn't know that. That's awesome. Second piece of knowledge. This is more of like a just a tip thing. If you do have a twist off, get ahead of the issue. Say this is an amazing wine. There's only one downside to it. It's a twist off. Pa! And they do a twist right there. Yep. Every fucking table loses it when I do that. All right. And pop myself off. Cheers, everybody. Let's get a four way. This is oh, that was cool. Forging not a podcast. In the mind of Whitney. All right. Here we go. Let's go around the table. Featured guest. Girlfriend of mine of uh, two months. What's a... Uh... <laughs> Speaking of burnout. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, almost coming up on five years. Five years. Like too, too long. Like I said, too long. Yeah. What's, uh, what are you tasting, guys, my love? So... If you remember the last episode I was featured on, I said, tastes like wine. And. Checks out. We were supposed to have you on to talk about tequila, so. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I guess that dro- we dropped that ball. You seriously didn't include me on talk about tequila? No, no, no we haven't done it yet. Oh, thank God. You, you'll, you'll be here. Bitch. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be a wild Damn. episode. It's going to get rowdy. I, I will bring Tune in next week where we can fact check the pronunciation tequila. of bruschetta and drink tequila. And then I can tell you. No, I can't tell you about pronunciation. I don't know Spanish. Um, it doesn't taste like a Chardonnay, so it tastes good to me. It is a Pinot Grigio, so yeah. you nailed it. Yep. Chardonnay tastes shitty. Uh, everything else is good, in my opinion. Unless it's a Chardonnay that doesn't taste like it. We're from California, Chardonnay. and you don't drink Chardonnays. Yeah, they, I don't like them. You probably are uh, turned off by the oaky, buttery notes. Yeah, the, the buttery is awful. You just gotta find yourself a steel cask, sure. I've I've found those. I, there's this really good Chardonnay. Actually, I think it's the one I brought over the other night. I think so. Um, I love it. It's so good. Gosh. I got to the like point where I drank a wine that it was aged in a steel cask. I was very proud of myself. Wow, wow look at me. Little psalm over can I, here. Can we use that uh, psalm perspective to describe this white? It's pretty tasty. I wouldn't say it's good wine. It's very like grapefruity and juicy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just fruity, like it's sweet and grapefruity for sure. With a pretty lackluster finish, I'd say. There's not much going on beyond the mm-hmm. fruit. It's very clean. Yeah. It's, I mean it's it's crisp and refreshing, but it's that's it. That's all it is. It's not very complex. I, would, I mean, I would drink it. Like, it's fine. Mr. Wallace Sinclair. Um, I definitely get a lot of pear, like, on the nose for sure. Like, it smells a little bit earthier than the taste does. I think you're right. It's fairly bright, like, in the, the flavor itself. The finish, though, just tells me that it's cheap wine, and I'm going to have a headache if I drink too much of it. Because I can already feel that headache kind of coming on, just with the little half glass that I had just now. And that's the real tell of like a cheap wine versus a good wine is that you can tell that it's a little bit too sweet and you're going to regret it if you have like two plus glasses. I'm saying you were super hungover yesterday. That's true, but I'm, I'm all better now. <laughs> <laughs> we're still eating enough for hangovers or one day, one day experiences. That's yes. So this is going to be an interesting way to describe this. And it makes me fearful that all white wines actually smell like this. This to me smells like a wet dog's ass. <laughs> and... Like, it smells objectively terrible. I don't know if all white... I, I, I don't think all white wines smell like this, but fuck, dude, this smells awful. Um, I'd say a lot of Pinot Grigio smell like this. Dude, dude, no the wonder, majority. No wonder I like that red. I like the reds. Um, Pinot Grigios can be really good. I can kind of get that. Yeah, but they smell like this. Ode a dog butt. They smell like that, dude. Very... Did you say ode to a dog butt? Oh, like oh, oh, like odor. I, I thought ode. you said ode. You can't well, have go, a bottle. Go on, Joey. Because we're all going for regret here. Um, do tell I more. do get the pear on the nose. Um, the finish, there really isn't much of a finish. I mean, that's the best way to describe it. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go into the analogy that I was going to go into. But um, yeah, you get it a little bit. You get you get pear on the attack. There really is no mid palate, and there is no finish to this wine. Um, it goes down, and it goes down. And then you start to feel a little bit of regret as the wine settles into your body. Um, I I truly am overwhelmed by actually you know what dude it doesn't smell like a white dog's ass it smells like sweaty flip flops mm. why it's called flip flop wines it's just stank there's stank imbued into the scent 
Those flip-flops have gardenias pictured on them. Do gardenias smell nice? Gardenias smell lovely. That's probably why they put them on there. Gardenias are uh, a flower that come from Hawaii, and they smell, they're so fragrant, they're actually what, um, what you wear on a leg. So, for a California wine, I don't know how they got gardenias over there. So you can transplant them, you can just like break a branch off. And you can take them from Hawaii, and by breaking that branch off, you can replant it. Dude, Hawaii is like a thousand miles away. How are you gonna get gardenias from Hawaii to California? Are you fucking paddle on a paddle boat? Yeah, that's like the so Polynesians. Much. That's gone so, ticky, dude. That's so, <laughs> someone will get that. Yeah, Whatever cultural, cultural references flew over my head. Sorry. It's okay. Um, it flew over mine too. The Mr. Portugal won't get it. Yes, he's um, a man of culture. Clearly. The time of, it is. He's a man of culture. You served with my father in the Clone Wars. <laughs> I don't remember anything else from that line but that, but yelp me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Just so everyone knows, next episode, we're going to have actual sound clips, including actual intro noise and actual help me, Obi-Wan, from the voice of Carrie Fisher. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, I work with a lady named Carrie Fisher. Wow. Yep. And she's you know a- that Mark Hamill? You know that Mark Hamill in the movie says Carrie when he gets out of the X-Wing? She's like, Luke. He's like, Carrie. Really? <laughs> yeah. You can watch it. That's <laughs> really funny. It's, it's in true. The movie. It's Yes, for real. Look it up. Right after he gets out of the X-Wing, blowing the Death Star up, she's like, Woo! He's like, Carrie! <laughs> <laughs> I promise they you it's real. They probably kept it in because it was just so, they're like, nah. You can't really tell unless you know. Like, I watched it several times and then someone told me that and I went back and I'm like, that's huh. true. Is that in the remastered version that has all the stupid CGI animals in it? Like the worst <laughs> thing that ever happened oh. in the original Star Wars movies? The extra pages. What the can fuck is wrong with you, George Lucas? What can is you... wrong with you? Right, Why we're going to go off menu that? a little bit. Off menu. Off can you imagine off... if they remastered the Lord of the Rings and just put oh. all the bullshit from The Hobbit in those movies? Oh like, can God. you imagine how awful that would be? Oh, that's what they did to Star Wars. That There would be such fan outcry, which is why Lord of the Rings is better than Star Wars. Because fans actually care about it. This is an off menu for another time because it's about to get heated. Yeah. Well, plus Lord of the Rings is based on books. Star Wars mm-hmm. is based on this world that isn't like there's fan fiction about it, but that's kind of the most like that's that's kind of what you abide by, you know. Otherwise, the people who are producing the movies can make whatever they want and do whatever they want. There's nothing they're they're they don't they don't have to regard. Or care about a book. They don't Plus, have to George care Lucas about... did all of them. So if J.R.R. Tolkien kind of ruined Lord of the Rings in the end, I'd be a little less mad because at least he wrote Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I'm trying to remember more of the lines, but I can't. So let's just get back to Yelp. Who's <laughs> got the review? So the establishment that I work at received a Yelp review saying the blonde waitress is rude. She thinks she's so hot, but she's not. The food is terrible. Do not waste your money. And they obviously didn't have the nachos. I'm just saying that in a very chickish voice, even though it's a male who wow, posted misog- that. Misogyny. Yeah, misogyny. I mean, wow. seriously, like, she thinks she's so hot, but she's not. Like, let's just let's just get started with that sentence. That's, can, we, can I comment that having that. been to the establishment, I'm just going to refer to your establishment as the establishment. The establishment. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sexist place. They all are blonde. All of the, all the series are blonde. Oh, yeah. Half I was going to ask you about how you felt about being cloned as a requirement. <laughs> Awful. I feel like people will 
I feel as though I will serve people and they'll think, oh god, is this the blonde server Yelp was talking about? Oh, no. And it's like, no, I am not the blonde server Yelp was talking about. I am nice as shit. I am so kind and nice to everyone. Everyone thinks at the end of the day, like, oh, you're so nice. And it gives me awesome tips. Like, Wallace just no. rolls up to work every day like, yeah, I stomped that rat. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was, yeah, rat stomper, right here. I got t-shirts made. Famous from Yelp. <laughs> so, Whitney... What's the story behind this, or behind, in front, after, I don't know. What story occurred yeah. around this Yelp review? So, uh, the story that occurred around this Yelp review is effectively that... Wait, <laughs> pause. Effectively what happened was, um, there was a table, and I don't know what happened prior to this Yelp review, I just know what happened afterwards, and <laughs> I know they hadn't received their food. And there was nothing that they were already consuming other than, assumably, chips and salsa, because, duh, Mexican restaurant. Um, and They charge for that stuff sometimes. If you're not our server... Oh, really? Only during happy hour. So you mm. get charged $2 for chips and salsa when, it's, when happy hour is going on, because otherwise you have a million fucking people you have to bring chips and salsa to for free, which is stupid, when they're already going to be getting $5 plate of nachos. So we charge $2 to persuade them otherwise. And... It's great because if you don't like those people, you actually charge them. And if you like those people, you don't charge them. Oh, you like us? Yes. Wow. Um, and so Shocker. that's how that works. Um, but so the story behind this is that the waitress, whoever was serving them at this point in time, they were actually yelping while they were at the restaurant, before they ordered their food, when they were in the booth, while they were being served. And so the waitress saw them. Somehow, somehow looked over her shoulder, saw them peer down and saw on their phone that they were on Yelp, actively yelping and saw that they were yelping about the place that I work at, mm -hmm. the establishment. And it would have been very weird if they were on Yelp yelping about a place that they were at. They were like, but oh, they could have yelped about some place they were at for lunch. You this know? bad experience reminds me that I was going to yelp about another bad experience <laughs> I had. But I, I just, I wouldn't imagine that they'd have that bad of an experience before they got their food. Like, what bitchy thing did she have to say prior to that? Um, but she, so she goes over and she yells at them for yelping about the establishment. And she just says something along the lines of, are you yelping right now? Are you seriously yelping? You don't even have your food yet. She called them out saying, your boyfriend doesn't have his food. That's not true. Take that down. How dare you? type of thing and she leaned into them super hard and then um and then the story that i heard from her following this was that the first yelp was actually about the manager and not about her and so she was trying to deflect some of the uh problems and uh lo and behold it was about her and i can't find the second post because there were two yelps there was a follow-up to the first one in more specifics about how they got yelled at for yelping, but I can't find that one right now. But so we have a two for one yelp. That's this yelp you want. Yelping Obi Wan Kenobi. It's like Obi Wan not only sacrificed himself to Darth Vader, not only guided Luke to blow up the Death Star, but then somehow came back to life, went back in time, and stopped Anakin from killing Obi Wan. Whoa! He's just super Obi Wan. It's the Obi Wan that keeps on wanting yelping. <laughs> Yelping? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just yelps too much. 
I had a table once that I showed up at the table and they had their phone with the timer app open Shut running. Up, but so it was on like one up. minute. <laughs> like it was on like one minute. So I didn't say anything about it. I didn't mention anything, but I was kind of like, fuck your timer, like one minute. Like, ooh, you got me, guys. You got me. You've been waiting one whole minute. Oh. So I walked back <laughs> to the bar and kind of patted myself on the back. Felt elitist for the rest of the day. What were they waiting for? I honestly don't know. Had they gotten their drinks? Were um, they secret shoppers? I think it was I think it was like food or something. I really don't know. Uh it might have been I think what it was is they were waiting probably to check or something. I don't I don't even really know. They weren't even waiting that long, so it was so bizarre to me that they had their phone out with their timer app going. That was when I was bartending though, so I was also running the bar and I did not give good service back then. Mm. But it's just in cold outside. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I don't get about serving is that, and sorry, this is a side tangent, but you'll go to a table and they'll, they will clearly, clearly be done and want the check. And you'll ask them, can I get you anything else? You know, can I get you the fucking check? Yeah. And they'll say, no, we're good. And you'll do two more turns and then they'll, they'll be waving you down and be like, we need the check. And it's like, Okay, when I didn't, when I asked you when I walked around two times ago, what you needed, and you said you wanted nothing, why didn't you ask me then? And they don't get that they could ask for the check instead of food or dessert or a drink. They don't understand that for whatever reason. They don't comprehend that that's something you can ask for. And I always explain to people who have been waiting a little too long for the check. I don't like to offer them the check because I don't want to feel like I'm kicking them out and telling mm. them I need space. I need this table for somebody else. I don't want them. That's to... a good point. So it's like, I don't want to pressure people to have to leave. And I feel bad if I ever do that. I'm not going to. So like, if you want the check, ask me for it because yeah. I don't want, I don't want to pressure but you. But people don't sense. like that, which is strange to oh, me. Man. It's like people aren't upfront. I usually and try to tell you. I've got a whole diatribe. Well. I, I try to, I try to, I drop the check as early as possible, honestly, oh, because Number one, I get a lot of families that want to get out of there. So, like, that's a big... <laughs> like, clientele's a big thing. If it's a bar and people want to just, like, chill and nurse their mac and jack or whatever, fine. Place. But, like, I drop it early because, you know, they want to get out of there. But I also make sure to say, like, to at least to whoever I put it in front of, like, whenever you guys are ready. Like, some kind of, hey, like... This is just here for your convenience, you know? At your leisure. Yeah. I, I always say... I like that. I always that. ask, hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're good. We don't need anything. Oh, okay. Are you guys good relaxing, digesting, or would you like your check? That's how I always phrase it. Because mm-hmm. if I do, if I feel as though they do want the check, but they're too much of a, I don't know, bitch to ask for it, then that's what I say. There are definitely some catch-22s like that in serving where you drop the check it can feel like you're rushing them but if you don't rock, drop the check they can get annoyed because you didn't bring yeah. the check all right it's diatribe time. okay let's get the listen diatribe. motherfuckers we know what we want we live in seattle and apparently everyone's so fucking passive they can't be direct yep. look motherfuckers including you if you want to drop the check and you know they're ready let's be honest we all know when the table's ready for the check because they're fucking done and they're just talking you can say hey here's the check whenever you're ready I say at your leisure, which is very specific, and secondarily, I will say the table is yours for as long as you want it. I believe I said that on this podcast before. 
Yeah, make it expressly clear. There is no rush. You put it up there, and then they, especially if they're talking, they're not going to be like, oh, shit, the check's on the table. We got to bounce, homies. But if you talk about, if you mention, the table's yours for as long as you want it. That kind of implies... But I have somebody waiting. They could spin it that way. But they know, pretty, could. That's, that's inferring, I think. But they could. It, and it that's why I like, I like, I know. What you say. But there are chicks in this world that think the opposite way that you think. And so they hear you say, you can have this table as long as you want. But that's a bad problem. Is, that's a big that bad is, problem. That is. But those are the people that are tipping you, which is why I say what I say, which is, are you guys good relaxing or do you want their check? Because I feel as though that's not implying that somebody's waiting for their table. What I do, stick the check on the corner. I say to at least one of them, like, whenever you're ready. I say it quiet. I say it chill. I, like, look them in the eye. I'm like, you know. So that way when someone else notices a check, they're like, oh, we're chill, you know. Like, like as long as one person knows we're chill, you don't need to announce it to the whole table. Just like, hey, what's up? Yeah. We're chill. The other thing is, have the check ready to go, and I think you do this, mm-hmm. in your server in pocket, pocket, when you approach for that final yep. approach. Oh, dude, we I have these that. huge metal so trays. So they're not good. that huge, but, like, they're big. They don't fit in your pocket that we deliver the thing on. Mm-hmm. So even if I have them printed out, so you gotta I can't... go. You gotta go hand behind the back. Oh, I yeah. I hand behind the back so hard. I'll like drop one off to one table and then be like, oh yeah, nothing up my sleeve. <laughs> and then I'll take two steps to the table right next to him and be like, oh, <laughs> it was here all along. At any rate, um, the assumption that what you say might interpreted as the exact inverse of what you say i don't think is a reasonable thing to go I'm off a of female i don't think all females think that way uh, i have known if a lot going... more females in a lot more detail than you have and i i know their responses to what people say and when they like i'm i'm not shitting you when they hear something like that it's oh my gosh that must mean that somebody's waiting for this table he's trying to say that we should all right leave ma- this misogynist cast that's fucking bullshit, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, no, dude, it's my profession. I'm not going to lie to you and be passive aggressive. It's my job to be honest and straightforward. But there are servers I've been honest who and straight. Lie. But they're bad Whatever, servers. They're, one, they're bad servers. Two, tonality, eye contact, like yeah. you said, is hugely important. And if you are honest, then that will be conveyed in your body language, tonality, and everything. I mean, that, that, that's true. Based eye contact, I would say, is like yeah. a huge thing, too. Because eye contact is something that I would say, I wouldn't say I was good at it before I was, ser- I wouldn't say I was bad at it before I started serving, but I'd say I'm pretty good at eye contact now because you just learn the power of it when you're serving. Like all of those things of like, oh, what if they think this or that? Like, oh, what, like I have to get the whole table to listen to me? Nah. All you need to do is like make eye contact with one person, tell them the truth, and then like, you know, they know. Mm-hmm. Just let's like level with them. Look in the eye. Yeah. And you can read, usually, the person that you're making contact with, eye contact with is the one that's on top of things. Mm-hmm. And is actually running the yeah, show. The alpha. Yeah. The yeah. Or whoever that may be. Or the one that's most coherent. Right. This one time, though, <laughs> there was this table. There's this super old guy sitting at the head of the table. And on the other side of the table, there was a woman who was essentially speaking for the table. It was She was like the mom. There were kids. There was like three age groups. One super old guy. <laughs> There was one like mom age person, a couple other adults, and there were some kids. And the mom was speaking the whole time. 
And I always try to, you know, I don't put the check in front of the man, like the oldest man. I think that's mm-hmm. dumb. I just put it in, I just put it on the table. I put it in the middle of the table. Whatever. So she's been talking to me the whole time. So I go down there and I set it in between them, which is the most open room on the table. I'm like, you know, whenever you guys are ready. And the old dude goes, bring that down here. What kind of server are you? Oh, and I, yeah, I swear to God. And I brought it down to him. He still tipped me 20%. But I was like, <laughs> oh, man, I haven't got what kind of server are you yet. That's bad. Wow. It was I, a little bit facetious. Really? What? Again, fun dining restaurant, Italian uh-huh. restaurant, old Italian guy. You old guys, you, you guys know who he is, and I'll, I'll tell you after the cast. Okay. He's it's old guy with a lot of money and three women who are hookers. And, <laughs> Does and he? One, one of one of the hookers pulls me aside as she's going to the bathroom and goes, "Hey, here's my card. I want to pay for everything. Don't mm-hmm. let anyone else pay." So I drop the check at the end after this girl has actually left and say, "Oh, actually, you guys are good." The woman who left took care of the check. And the guy goes, what kind of man lets a woman pay for the dinner? And I go, dude, she said don't accept everyone else's payment. I'm going to pay for everything. What's wrong with that? And yep. the girls at the table go, yeah, we've done that. I mean, that, that'd be deal, whatever. And the guy who's an old world Italian man is like, you know, being like a loud Italian man. And ultimately, he and he's like, he was, he, after that, he wasn't actually angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Uh, don't say the last word. I won't. That's I won't. True. Yeah. I won't. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then, I mean, at the end, he wasn't like actually mad. He was, you know, he was just like, "Next time, I'm a paying for the check." And but, so but, good. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yes, that that is uh, an old world interpretation of how things should go. My rule is first person to ask for the check. Yep. Mm. First person to say anything, first person to indicate anything. Here's a little adjustment tip for you listeners. If you want to pay, be the first one. Because I'm not going to stand there and listen to you argue with your family. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take your card and walk away and let you argue by yourselves. I mean, people who fight, people who fight, I just go, ooh, I love the fight. I'll make fun of them. And then the one who's insisting that they pay, I go, Got it. Boom. And I'm out. Mm-hmm. The yep. day is over. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> also, this is something that I've not had to deal with in a long time. Um, this does not happen at bars. You just literally. Oh, it happens at my bar. I've I've never seen it happen at Percy's. He's oh. a bartender. Yeah, I'm a bartender. Oh, that's so true. what happens is people sit down. Mm. I've got the check. I've got the check presenter right behind me. I do this. I turn around, grab it, put it right there, and then that's it. That's all that happens. Mm. And people that. Go to bars. It's usually bars. like families, and those are the people sitting exactly. at bars. Or like exactly. big groups. Yep, definitely. But I don't, I don't deal with that. The only exception for me is when they're kids my age who I know are not in the service industry and do not have a well-paying job because mm-hmm. you can tell based on how they talk, present themselves, if how drunk they are, and the fact that they're in my establishment on a Friday or Saturday night. And you work uh, in a nice place. Okay, but they're, I mean, they're at my place getting nachos at 12.30 at night. It's How nice drunk are they? They're yeah. fucking drunk. And they are not going to tip well. And they're 22, 23. Oh, they, uh, they don't know how oh, to tip. Those darn youngins. They wow. don't that know is, how to tip. Honestly, that is the okay. only exception. Yeah. I'll be like, who's so the oldest? If you're listening to this <laughs> podcast and you work in the service industry, all three of you, and you're like, god damn, dude. 
I'm burning out so hard. What Joey said is right, man. Fine dining is the hack. Mm. I do not worry about anything. Someone orders a $50 bottle of wine. I just made 10 bucks. All I had to do was open it. It's so great. Like, okay, fine. We're probably selling ourselves short a little bit. But like, oh my God. Sell a bottle of wine. You make $10 to open it and pour it into people's glasses. Like, And then oh. you convince them to get the $70 mm-hmm. bottle of wine because it's not that much more based on what they're willing to pay. And then you made 14 bucks. Mm-hmm. Just say, all right. Anyway, side changing over. <laughs> the best burnout hack is go somewhere with rich old clients. They're annoying sometimes. But like, if you don't have to worry about tips. All right. Uh, oh shit, we have more segments. We have more segments. Right, and I do, <laughs> I've been wanting to get to this question. question. So this is a question from me that I experienced the other day. <laughs> so I was at a table. Um, they were a little picky. It's not super important, but it's a little important. This woman orders coffee. I bring her the coffee. I leave. I come back. We're going to rewind a little and give some context. So my restaurant doesn't have problems with mice, doesn't have problems with blah, 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 blah. But we do have problems with ants. Mm. Oh, no. And I see her coffee cup. And there's just one ant. Just one ant. On the saucer. Okay, I won't keep you in suspense. She didn't realize it was there. But... Here's what I did. Like a, a live? A live ant running around on her little dish. There's doilies on them, so it was kind of under the doily, and I just crossed my fingers and hoped she didn't notice and she didn't say anything. But here's the question. I see her pick her mug up while she's talking to me, and I see the ant, and my first reaction is like, go for the stealth kill. <laughs> so I'm talking to her, and I like gesture with this hand to kind of do the whole sleight of hand distract and then with my right hand i just reach my thumb down and try to squish it and i missed no. and like i pick my thumb up and in my brain i'm like you got it like double tap man double tap like put it at, like put it down but i knew they would notice and i just pulled my hand away like cross my finger i was like please restaurant gods please don't let them notice this ant and i don't think they did like they i don't think they did hmm. but I don't know. Maybe they did. Here's my question. I I got a pretty good tip. It was like 18 or 20. Okay. Here's the question. What what should I have done? If you notice it mid-sip, that's so much more precarious than any other scenario. It was so... Because if you dropped it and you noticed it, you can can make up something. You'd be like, man, I'm so sorry. I just noticed this plate isn't clean or something like that. But that's what you can you, say. You can pull you can it off say, right now. Nah, but if it's been there and they've been yeah. drinking out of it... But and then you can say like, it's the... It's the Plate. It's not the cup. Uh, here's the here's the real kicker. Anytime insects are involved, okay. it's a whole another thing. Like you can say, "Oh, that plate's dirty," and I set down a dirty plate. I'm very sorry. But if there's a live thing on the plate in the restaurant, like that's not good. Yeah. Like you can't have bugs in restaurants. That's we like get, a big thing. Get, it's it's January and there's mm. already eats. Like, we had fruit flies, yeah. and at one point in time, gosh, this was the worst experience. The worst amount of mess-ups I've ever had at a single table. I've never had so many mess-ups. Normally, it's like one or zero, and most consistently, zero. And about a year ago, I had one table of regulars. God damn. And there was a mess-up from the bartender, the kitchen, and myself. It was a three-for-one. And the kitchen was 
somebody messed somebody something up. There wasn't enough cheese on their nachos. The bartenders, they're fruit flies Ooh. and they're margaritas. Oh, oh that's oh that's bad. That's really that gross. means they got shaken in. Oh yeah. And they looked so disgusted. And I was just like, yeah, you're right. This is unacceptable. And then by the time, that was the second failure of this table. And then the third came around. It was actually my fault. And I forgot to put somebody's food order in. No. No, 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 no. And I just kept coming by with more and more iced tea to fill it up. Like every like minute. I was like, do you need a refill? And I kept refilling it. And they ended up giving me 20% because I was so like apologetic and like, I am so sorry. And what? Oh, dude, I'm not kidding. It was such a bad experience because the person I asked them, like, do you still want your entree? When I forgot their entree, and they looked at me and they were just like, yeah, I still want to eat. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't read my own writing. My bad. Uh, okay, to answer your question, What's the I think it is relative baldiness. So yeah. I go for the stealth kill. Not actual killing, but let's say I'm dropping straight plates to a table, and I notice that there's a spot on one of them. I totally go for the as I'm handing the, the oh thumb yeah, swipe, the thumb yeah, swipe yeah. the spec off. Mm-hmm. See, especially if I think I can get it, just boom, yeah. like anything like that, anything where I notice something as I'm handing it, always swipe it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, there's, what do you get? They're, san- they're sanitized. Sauce or like yeah, just it's clean. Oh, like, oh, like I herbs. get garnishes. I get like cilantro or green yeah. onion or yeah. something. Or sometimes there's like just smudges and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, but, but dude, you see that ant and like her mug is going to her mouth and it, it's not on the it's on, it's on the saucer, but like you know that yeah, that's your window. Dude, I would grab the plate personally. Yeah, same. I would just like grab the plate and walk away. I would just pro- say nothing. I, yeah, I, no, just, no, no. yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say nothing. I'd say, I, I grab the plate and I go, oh, I, my apologies, ma'am. I know this, this is actually a dirty saucer. Allow me to get to get a replacement for yep. you. But she's actually, been there for like five yeah. minutes. But yeah, it didn't no, have a contract. Even, even, like, even so, I just realized. You know what? I just realized there was a speck of garnish on this plate. I've been rolling like dice every time. From you. Like if you take a dish and you're like, this has been dirty since I brought it to you, and but I they just don't care now about noticed. The dish. At least it wasn't the cup. But here's the thing, because in context, if it was overtly dirty, she would have been like, what the fuck is this? You know? But she didn't notice anything. You, as the attuned server, are noticing that there's a speck. And even if she says, no, it's fine. I, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. Then you have left. You're gone. You're yeah. gone. She doesn't have a chance to respond. You say, no, I am assist, as your head is over your shoulder, because yeah. your back is turned to her, and you're out of there, motherfucker. You're just, then you're mashing it. Exactly. You're punching that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that, in that scenario, which is, a, I admit, a pretty gnarly scenario, that's what I would do, is she doesn't have the option to keep the plate, no matter what she says. <laughs> yeah. Your excuse is a lying excuse, but it's gone before she has a chance to even look at it again. Mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. that's my out. Yep, same. I would do the same. But the stealth same kill thing. is a move I would do. I would totally mm-hmm. go for that. Especially but I missed if you, it, man. If you like, got I it. just went in and he totally just like shifts directions because I was I had to like keep kind of making eye contact and like shooting glances down like slow mo, just thumb <laughs> moving in. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would have succeeded on that. I, I cannot say that I would have successfully swiped that off, killed it, 
made it not noticeable, even like smeared the blood on the plate from the dead well, insect. Well, if you kill it, you know you have it. You can just go pop that little fucker. Oh, if it was dead it, and not like, moving, it would be under the state. doily. Like, she mm. wouldn't have noticed. But the mm. fact that it was, I saw it through the doily moving mm. around, which is almost, I don't know. Okay, one last question. Mice or ants? Which one's worse? Mice. Mice. You mean rats. Let's oh, let's mice. do the more, like, vermin sounded one. I'm like, gonna say no. ants because we had mice at local sushi. Sorry, Savon. And, um... <laughs> you know, and, dude. Everyone has rats <laughs> in here's Seattle. The, here's the thing. <laughs> Those like those mice slash the one rat that lived under the bar, um, didn't didn't really affect business on the day to day, dude. If there's ants in the food and shit, that affects dude, business. One Hardcore. time, uh, tell the story afterwards. <laughs> All right, can, sorry, can listeners. I, can I say this? Okay, whatever. I'm gonna say it. So when you say that you didn't have rats affecting your business on the day to day, I've worked at a place where there have been oh I don't know rats. I'm not kidding. There was a person who was luckily a friend of the bartender who was in there visiting, and she was sitting at the bar, and the rat crawled up her leg. Oh, that's oh my bad. god. Crawled wow. up her body, and then went over her plate of food, and then How did the rat get from their bottom? The drapes. All the way up their body, onto their food. Because they were on high stools. High stools. And so she was tall enough of a person for it to crawl up her leg. And crawl with their fucking claws all the way up, and then go up and get on the fucking counter. And then from there, they ran across her plate, and then they ran up the drapes, and then they hung up on top of the rail of the drapes. And that happened once. But then rats have ran across people's food multiple times. Back when we had a rat problem, people, oh my gosh, it was disgusting. I, I'm not kidding. Rats are so stupid. I kicked one with my foot and it was like so drunk on nachos. It was just like, oh, did you just kick me? Oh, is that what that was? Oh, it was on my foot and I like kicked it and it just stayed there. They're, they do not wow. care. They're ultimate, dumb. They're awful. Ultimate just a tip. Don't serve in a port town. Yeah, yeah, true. Other true. ultimate just tip: never go to a restaurant again. Yeah. You know, we probably don't get into all the, the just like the super questionable things that happen. Just like bare fisting the forks and stuff. Like, uh, yeah, I, I washed my hands today. Okay. Pulling them out. Like, long story short, never go to a restaurant Dude, again. There is a fucking good shifty episode. Like the real shit episode. Oh, limes like, and like, lemons. Like, if we were to record all of the health violations that occurred in one oh, yeah. night in oh. one restaurant, oh, God. Oh, fucking God. Well, also, that's just something... we have immune systems that were built for those kinds that's of things. That's true. It's so. true. But also, you can all look forward to that, all of you listeners around the world, tuning in to Shifties for the first time recording in 2019. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tweeting about the show. Thanks for going to restaurants, even though there's rats in them. And thanks for washing your hands and uh, tip your bartender. We'll see you out. in season two. We'll see you in season two. God damn it. <laughs> it's been our privilege to serve you. I, we didn't outro, whatever. My name's Andrew. I'm Wallace. I'm Joey. I'm a featured guest named Whitney. Yeah. You are. You say a fugitive guest? Featured. That's what I... <laughs> I'm a featured guest named Whitney. On the run. It's been our privilege to serve you.